Is this a UFC podcast? Or are we making the rebrand? Let you know. This is Roundball Roundup on utahjazz.com. I'm JP Chunga on the Utah Jazz Podcast Network, presented by First Colony Mortgage, the official mortgage lender of the Utah Jazz, and MLS 3112, equal housing lender. Why did I ask if it's a UFC podcast? Because, head of UFC 270, I was able to talk to a UFC champion and also a defensive player of the year. You already know about the Depoy, but you don't know about Surreal Gone. The man's fighting for the undisputed title tomorrow on Saturday against Nganu. And he has a relationship with Rudy, so they linked up. I was able to be in the middle of it, and I'll be able to share it with you. So departure from what we're normally accustomed to on the program, but I think you'll enjoy two fabulous French athletes chopping it up, getting together, and talking about their respective sports. You're not going to want to miss the video portion that's going to go out on social. So if you're listening to this on your favorite podcasting app, please find the clip on Twitter. It'll be on at Utah Jazz of Gon showing Rudy his basketball skills. Fun moment. You'll want to see it. As for the basketball on the floor, and like coming up, We'll get back to the basketball guests and dive into what actually happened, why the Jazz have lost 6-7, what's going on, because today's a little bit of a departure with the UFC. But what I will say is, I mean, this all might be moot. Might be the Quinn Snyder quote, nothing matters. You could make the argument that none of this matters. If they get it done this weekend against, against the Warriors and Suns. It might be. But I was thinking about where the team is right now and how to open this up on the show, because it is a bit of a rough patch. And they have lost 6-7. to seven. And it got me thinking about expectations and pressure. Because post-game, after they lost to the Rockets, I believe it was Sarah Todd, if it wasn't, credit them. They asked, have preseason expectations, or expectations in general, affected the way that they played this season? I mean, it's it's human, it's human nature. You know, you you put sometimes when you you have expectations, you can put some pressure on yourself. But I think, you know, I think it's it's on us to really enjoy the game, uh, really have fun, regardless of what's going on. You know, uh, we're playing basketball for a living, so let's 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 enjoy it, and and at the same time, let's play let's play some defense. You know, but it's uh, yeah, we'll be all right. I'm not worried at all. You know, it's. We want to win every night, obviously, but um, I mean, sometimes it's you need nights like this to 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 yeah, to get to get better and and to keep growing. That's a wise question because this year is so unique. It's different from that first year that this team was formed when they bring in Mike Conley, they trade for him, they put most of those assets on the line. That's why heading into this trade deadline, they have less first-round picks to deal out. And then in free agency, they sign Boyan Bogdanovich after they see Nico Miritich go overseas. And those two moves were the big swing. They win the offseason. And it made them that under-the-radar, that underdog pick to win the West. But how'd the season unfold? It was uneven, right? After Christmas... They trade for Jordan Clarkson. They waive Jeff Green. And much like this year's team, they had stretches and lulls. I went back to 
trying to remember some of those podcasts that I did during that time because that was the first year of this podcast. And they had a moment where they lost to to two shorthanded opponents. They lost to an eight-man Rockets team with no Harden, no Russ, and then they lost to a shorthanded Nuggets team like the next week. The only time that that team necessarily came together was right before the start of the pandemic for everyone. That went in Boston. Boston was the time where it looked functional. Mike Conley looked integrated. They looked whole. And then they come back in the bubble from a fractured place to coming together and figuring out an offense that works. Ultimately, they'd lose in the playoffs, but they figured out the winning formula. And then the next year, they come in, regular season champs, doesn't end up in the postseason. And that's the familiar refrain when you talk about the team, is are they just a regular season squad? Is that all they can do? I talked to Ramona on Monday. She brought up that refrain. And you talk to people around the league, porters, anybody. That's the big contention. Regular season wins, cool. Can you do it in the playoffs? This is a do-it-in-the-playoffs team. They've seen it time and time again. Are they going to do something else? But to me, I look at this year's version of the Jazz, and I see that 2019-2020 team. I see one trying to find out what works exactly best. How do they find that right combination? How do they get to a level of familiarity to where they're playing with the contenders? Because that's the expectation. They put it out media day when they're all talking about how they view this team. It's one of those teams that needs to contend. And you compare it to last year's team. I mean, more home losses than last year. More losses against below 500 opponents than last year. 0-5 when at a rest disadvantage. The latest version of that was Monday against the Lakers. There's a reason why when Quinn Snyder's asked about the continuity from last year to this year, why it hasn't clicked so much, and this is the talk that we had earlier in the year when they have the best rated offense, but it doesn't look awesome, doesn't feel awesome. He kind of shies away from that continuity point. Yeah, they have continuity in the top scorers, and the top contributors, but they are also trying to work in Hassan Whiteside and Rudy Gay. So it isn't exactly one-for-one, like-for-like, continuity. And this team is definitely different from last year. But look, the lesson from last season was they don't give a trophy, though, for having the number one overall seed. They don't give a trophy for having the most calendar year wins. That's just something ESPN Stats and Info can tweet out. And ultimately, you want the championship or the number one overall seed? I think it's a pretty easy answer. This week's going to be marquee. They're playing the top of the West, and there's the deadline looming. Having discussed the problems and cracks in the team leading up, I think we know what the priority is in both, but we'll learn where they are. Podcast brought to you by Fanatics. For authentic Utah Jazz player gear, including jerseys, shorts, warm-ups, and more, visit fanatics.com slash jazzgameused. That's fanatics.com slash jazzgameused. Five stars, nice reviews, that's all I ask of you. Let others know that you're listening to the podcast. Available everywhere. You can get them. Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher. 
just check us out, Round Ball Roundup, and also find the Ripcast as well. Surreal gone. He's 10-0. The guy had three fights, 2021. I'm a new fight fan. I think I've talked about it on the show before, but during the pandemic, picked it up, started watching a lot more. There's an artistry to the way they do it. I got into it. Rudy's into it, and he has a relationship with Surreal Gone. So I was able to eavesdrop on one of their conversations together, and I want to know what what do each of these guys appreciate about the other? If you're checking out the broadcast tonight, you won't want to miss the snippet that they took out from this podcast because we did it over video, and the champ shows his jumper. Rudy grades it. He's watching on. I've never seen a bigger smile on Rudy's face than when he was able to see a UFC player show him basketball moves. But he's a good athlete. Like The guy's 6'4", heavyweight. He can bang. I'd be somebody to look at for like a 10-day contract. I enjoyed catching up with him, eavesdropping on the conversation. I'm going to let you do the same. Back with basketball guests next week. But enjoy the departure as Round Ball Roundup shows that the UFC-NBA alliance is strong. A man headlining UFC 270 and the Stifle Tower, Rudy Gobert. Enjoy. I'll start with you, Rudy. Thank you so much for joining us, both of you. But, Rudy, what is it with France producing such great athletes as of late? It's, uh, it's amazing. You know, we were, we were just talking about it with Cyril. Uh, you know, I st- started watching the UFC about 10 years ago, and uh, I would have never imagined that uh, 10 years later we would have two f- French-formed uh, you know, UFC fighter fighting for for belt. You know, it's uh, it just shows it just shows a lot about the the level of the amount of talent that we have, and and also the the formation. You know, the the, the trainers in France that do an amazing job. You know, pre- preparing fighters. So it's a uh, exciting times for 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 French sports in general. Cyril, how much pride do you have for France when you go into the octagon and represent your country? Uh, like Rudy say, that's this is a uh, this is absolutely huge. Uh, you know, you knew already. We, in in my little country, France, <clears throat> we have a lot of athletes, but we was a little bit late on on some some sports, like a little bit basketball, like MMA, uh, in the formation, something like that. But today, you see, on the top, you are you have me, and Francis Ngannou from the same gym, with the same coach. So this has been a lot, this has been a lot. And uh, so yes, I'm really proud. I'm really proud to represent my country like that. I'm really proud. Cyril, when we watch your fights, we see you so athletic when you're in the octagon and you've played so many other sports, football, soccer, also basketball. How do you think those other sports have lent to your fighting style? 100% 100% my, my former sport helped me a lot today. Uh, uh, I used a lot my, my, my foot in the soccer. I, I used a lot my hand in the basketball. I jump a lot. So that's why today I'm a little bit like uh, flying on, on, in the cage. This is from maybe from the basketball. And, uh, and uh, yes, 100% my former sport helped me today to, to, uh, to do some performance in the cage. What is your affinity towards basketball? Since we're with a basketball star in Rudy, Cyril, what is your affinity towards the sport? Show us your jump shot. 
Mon jump shot, il want, il want. Yes, show us <laughs> your jump shot. I'm too strong, you say? No, come on, really, I'm not too strong. Isolation. Step back. Step back. Three. Step back. How does it look, Rudy? How does it look? It's great. You got, you got a 2K, the 2K form. It's, it's ready for, it's ready for the NBA. I'm ready, my man. I'm ready. No, look, this this summer, Rudy, we're gonna play a little bit some playground. If you agree, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do some, do some jujitsu too. Yeah, also, yeah. That's true because you, you asked me there a few months if I, if I had time to train you, but we don't have time. But next time, pleasure. Let's make it happen. Rudy, where does that love for MMA, for UFC start? Why, why do you appreciate these sports? So, you know, I, so 10 years ago I was playing in, uh, in Cholet, not too far actually from where Sirius from. I was exactly. playing in Cholet and uh, one, of my, one of my teammates, uh, you know, was really passionate about UFC, MMA, and you know, he just kind of like introduced me to it, and uh, I really enjoyed the, the, you know, people just just look at the the, the violence of the sport and, and all that, but I really enjoyed the dedication. You know, people don't realize how hard it is to be able to to, to have to learn uh, multiple martial arts, let alone just one. Like being black belt in one martial art is hard, but having to learn. Uh, you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, wrestling, karate, whatever it is, wrestling. like being able to mix all that, you know, it's, uh, it takes a lot of dedication. And, and those guys are probably the hardest workers in, 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 in every sport because the, once you're in the cage, you know, you ain't got nobody to help you. It's just you and you, <laughs> you know, and your coaches obviously help you, but, uh, you know, you, you control your destiny. And it's, it's yeah. so, so many details, so much dedication. Uh, that I really, I really respect. You know, I really respect the, yeah, all those. Yeah, you have a lot of pressure in any sport. In any sport, it's not really easy to manage this. But fighting is a little bit special. <laughs> it's a little bit different. The spirit is a little bit different, and every fighter are, are different. For me, I look in this like it's a game. So that's why I'm really relaxed when I, I jump in the cage. But I remember the feeling uh, on my first experience. I was like, wow, why am I here? Why, why me? Why I'm not in the public? <laughs> you see, why, why I do that? That's, I'm, I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah. That's really special. That's really special. Take uh, something crazy in the head to get in the cage sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about First Colony Mortgage. They've been serving the lending needs of Utah for more than 35 years. As a mortgage banker, First Colony Mortgage offers advantages over other lenders. Not only do they process mortgages, they also underwrite, fund, and close mortgage loans all in-house. Their expert team is ready to help you with your home financing needs. Just check them out. First Colony Mortgage, the official mortgage lender of the Utah Jazz. What kind of 
advice, what kind of words of encouragement do you have for Cyril before he goes into the octagon on Saturday? I just, I just, I just told him to, to enjoy himself. You know, he's put a lot of work. Uh, you know, we, you, you win some, you lose some, but, uh, you know, you got to go out there with confidence, obviously. And, and once again, you know, uh, for me, it's, it's, it's just really exciting to see Cyril and, and also Francis, two guys that, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of and, I, and I, I'm really proud of, you know, for, for what, for the both there, they both have unusual path, you know, in the fighting game. So, you know, it's for me, just really exciting to see. And for, for Cyril, I just want him to enjoy himself, you know, and, and just give us a show, you know, and, and that's why he does best, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's having fun out there and then you can see it. You know, it's, it's, it's cool to see. Well, we look forward to it. What should we expect come up on Saturday? Uh, I don't know exactly. I don't have a good answer, but I want war. to, I want, I want to, yeah. War. The war. The firework. Yeah, because, no, no, seriously, yes. I want to, I want to make a show for the fan. I'm an athlete. I'm a competitor. I like to win, of course. So I want to win, but I want to win with the show. I want to win with the show. I want to make a show for the fans. This is very important to do a performance for me. So that's why I'm always focused when I jump in the cage. And uh, yes, like uh, like Rudy say, we are already proud uh, of my of my career. And um, even if I lose, it's, it's, it's going to be a really great experience. And it's really not finished also. And uh, this is a little bit special, like, uh, like, like I say, because Francis was born in the hand of the same coach, Fernand Lopez. So it's going to be really special for my coach. It's going to be really special for my coach. If I lose, if Francis win or lose, even the result is going to be it's going to be special for him. He's going to be happy and sad also. That that's this is going to be crazy. It's going to be a good day for France either way, Rudy. Cyril, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Go. Thank you for Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs>